Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. Brought to you by MyBookie. Use code SICKFIX for a 50% deposit bonus. Bet, win, get paid. Marinero, The Sick Podcast. And we're talking NFL fantasy football. Not only that, but a little bit about the man behind fantasy football himself, the guy who is known as the king of fantasy football. Why are we doing it now? Well, it's to initiate you to him and uh, to find out a little bit about his story. And then as the NFL season rolls along, it's our plan to bring him on board and to talk to him more often. He is none other than Adam Rank. Good afternoon. Oh, good afternoon. Thank you so much for for having me. I appreciate being on and getting to uh, meet you. And your producer, Sammy, before the show, this is, uh, it's inspiring to be here with you guys. So I appreciate you having me. Hey, it's pretty cool. Uh, 560,000 followers for you between Twitter and Instagram. It's kind of cool, huh? It's not bad. I, uh, I feel very fortunate. I, um, I feel bad for the people who have to put up with my terrible jokes, but I do appreciate it. It it is, it is, uh, it is humbling for sure. So you are known today as, um, you know, Mr. Fantasy Football for the NFL Network. But before you became Mr. Fantasy Football for the NFL Network, who was Adam Rank? Well, I was a guy who grew up loving sports and comedy, professional wrestling, all that stuff. It's fun to be on with uh, in Canada because my, for some reason, my favorite professional wrestlers are Canadian. Edge, Chris Jericho, Chris, yeah. like this is... I. I might as well move. I, I like Celsius. Like I'm, yeah. I feel like I'm an honorary Canadian, but yeah. you know, I listen, I would, I just love sports and I just wanted to do anything in sports. And of course you start off by playing sports mm-hmm. and then eventually you get, you know, you, you funnel in to, to where you are. Like I, I went to a college that had great college baseball and yeah. I played baseball in high school and I'm like, eh, I'm pretty good. And I walked out on this field one time. And the guy who was the commiserate with me, left-handed, yeah. just a tad over six feet tall, yeah, was a guy named Mark Katza who went on to play in Major League Baseball. And you're like, yeah, I'm not as good as this player. I'm not as good as this person. So you have to find some other venture or some other avenue to, to remain in sports. So I started getting into the, the writing side of it and became a, came into sports that way. Uh, what college was that? I went to Cal State Fullerton. All right. Okay. That's kind of cool. And right now you're living where in California, right? Southern California. I haven't, haven't made it out. I always, you know, I was always open to like yeah. going in it. You know how, like when you're in this industry, that's a terrible, like, listen to me, sound like a big shot, but I was willing to go anywhere. Like I'd do anything. Yeah. I remember taking interviews in New Mexico and Texas and stuff like that, but I was wow. fortunate enough to stick in uh, Southern California. I was born in Chicago uh-huh. and my parents are from Illinois. My mom's from a, a suburb of, of Chicago called Oswego. My dad was from a town called Sterling, or it's still called Sterling. Uh, it's in between Davenport and Chicago. I think it's actually closer to Davenport. Uh-huh. Eventually, when my dad got out of the Navy, he was like, we're not living in the snow anymore. We came to Southern California, and I've been here ever since. I've never left. I don't blame him. Good for you. We have our share of snow here where we're locked up in our house. I'm in Montreal right now, and God love it. There's There's a lot of good things about the city of Montreal, but... Uh, the month of December, January, February, and March isn't usually one of them. But, hey, we actually had a pretty good winter, to tell you the truth. So, yeah, so let me ask you this. You're, you're fantasy football right now, but you said you started off as a writer. 
Yeah. Uh, when did you transition into fantasy football? And is this something that you always did? Was it a hobby? Was it something you were always good at? It was a, definitely a hobby, and it was something that I loved. And I remember when I was in college, and this was – I was a dork. Like, I've always been, like, kind of a nerdy guy. Like, in a com- I like comic books, yeah. Star Wars, stuff like that. With stuff that's cool now, definitely not cool when I was a younger man. Collectible. Yeah, collectible. Look at all the collectibles behind me. Like, I'm a dork, and it's cool. It's cool now. You're like, not I'm a like, dork. You're <laughs> smart. That's worth a lot of money nowadays. It can be. I let my daughter talk me out of pulling everything out of the box, and I'm like, it's ba- they, they are toys ultimately. So, I yeah. whatever. I'm going to go out and enjoy them. I – um. But yeah, you know what? I was a I went to college. I was the first person in my family at the time to ever graduate from a four-year university. And it was something that was very important to my parents. Mm-hmm. I wanted I, I I tried to be like I go, I want to be a stand-up. And my sister yeah. is in television and they're like, "Can we have one kid who just has like just get a degree? I don't care. You can do whatever. Just get a degree." Yeah. And I stumbled into journalism and got an internship with the NFL, started, you know, covering high school sports for the LA Times and Orange County Register. So it was just something that I was doing and I was working with the NFL media group. This mm-hmm. is right around 2007, 2009, excuse me. Yeah. And I really wanted to write. You know, I was on the news desk, you know, doing AP stories and you know, slapping, you know, you know, putting them on the website and everything like that. But I really wanted to write. And uh, the managing editor at the time was like, okay, he's like, I'll let you write. He's like, do you like, you like fantasy? He's like, we could use some help there. So if you don't mind writing about fantasy, you could do it. And I'm like, I'm in. Yeah. I love fantasy. So I started writing for it. And then we started doing these on-demand videos. Like, it's so funny to think about 2009, like how different it is from right now where on-demand videos, a la carte videos started to become a thing. And there was a, I worked with another guy and a host and we would do these on-demand videos. And then they thought like, we should do a, a Sunday morning show mm-hmm. that eventually became a daily show that was online. That eventually became something that was on the NFL network. And now we're sitting here and fantasy is blown up. And I remember, you know, back in the day and, and Matthew Barry is still the goat. Like he's still yeah. the king of it. He's uh he's the Ric Flair of, of a fantasy sports of, of all fantasy sports. Cause he was the talented Mr. Roto and we're mm-hmm. all kind of following in his footsteps. But now when you go out and you look at social media and you were just talking about social media followers, the proliferation of so many people and, and great voices, like a lot of talented people focusing not just on traditional sports, yeah. but on fantasy sports, it's been incredible and it's been an incredible journey and I'm just happy to be a part of it. Well, you could tell he got his degree after four years and I never did because he uses the word proliferation and I have no <laughs> idea how it's spelled. But uh, yeah, how much how much prep work goes into fantasy football? I mean, because, look, I used to do fantasy for hockey growing up, which was one of my first loves as a sport. And, and I used to have my own little system. I used to go out and I used to buy a couple of magazines, take their projections, average them out. Then take a look at players that were playing on special teams on the power play who would get a little bit more ice time. Take a look at first-line players, second-line players. Take a look at injury history. Take a look at who was in the final year of their contract. Take a look at who would have more incentive to play. Take a look at players within a certain age. Stay away from players from a certain age. So I put a lot of work into it. At one point, I said to myself, this is way just too much work. I'm not doing it anymore. But how much work do you put into it? That's why I'm here. I'm here to do that for you. I I think, you know, there's, there's, you know, it's a lot of preparation and really it's a lot of studying and it's a lot of, 
And it's not just necessarily, I, I like watching the games too. And I know that the NFL game pass is amazing because you can go watch condensed games. So every week I want to at least watch the game. I know a lot of people are getting into the all 22 film and everything like that, but I try to watch the games and I try to study, you know, formations and usage and looking into the next gen stats. And it's funny because one time Steve Smith, uh, I was on a show with him yeah, and I, I mentioned the phrase 12 personnel, which means two tight ends. And he yep. looked. He like looked at me and he's like, how do you know that? And I'm like, well, Steve, I got to, this is stuff that you have to know because we're trying to figure out, you know, yeah, you know, if the Vikings are running a lot of 12 personnel and who's that, who's the second tight end and, of you know, course. sitting in, sitting in the green room, you bring the second tight end into fantasy football at that point, of course. Yes. And having to know who the backups are, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of guys, like we'll be in the green room and somebody will be like, who is the backup in Tampa Bay? And we'll be like, it's blank out. And they're like, how did you know that? And you're like, well, I got to know in case Tom Brady goes down or whomever, mm-hmm. you know, is like, you're like, I got to know, like, I have to know that on the fly. And it's like studying depth charts and things like that. And at this time of the year, I'm a little behind on that. Yeah. So I haven't. Cause like free agency and everybody's moving. Yeah. And once the draft ends, yeah, it really, then I have like spreadsheets and I have everything I and almost doing flat. Like I'm teaching my daughter Spanish and doing flashcards and then eventually for me i turn over to making flashcards for depth charts with nfl teams and things like that and so yeah it is uh it is a lot of prep work me gusta, mucho hable, me gusta mucho hable espanol there's your spanish for today oh. but it's it's the sick podcast you buy my bookie use code sick picks for a 50 percent deposit bonus bet win get paid we're talking with mr fantasy football adam rank of the nfl network Look, football is huge. The only thing bigger than football is fantasy football. It's yeah. the biggest part of football that you can get. I would yeah. imagine, I would imagine that your buddies who do fantasy football must be texting you for fantasy advice all the time. Am I right or wrong? It's so funny because you have certain levels of friends. Like yeah. I have my my very closest friends. Mm-hmm really hate doing it because they know how busy I am of and they're like, Hey, like I feel bad. And they know it's, it's like a golden ticket. Yeah. And it's, it's one of those things. Uh, it's kind of like, I have a friend, Eric young. Oh, another Canadian. Jeez Louise. Uh, yeah. he's a, he's a professional wrestler. He's a legit friend of mine. And like when he comes to LA, we like, we like hang me. out. Yeah. Yeah. Like we're friends. Like we're, yeah, we're friends, but like we're friends. Like I, I've met his wife. He's been to the house, like that kind of thing. And it's like every time, we never talk wrestling, even though I'm a huge fan. And every once in a while, I have to preface like, hey, like, yeah. can I can I ask one Mark question? Like, would you mind? Can I just, I just have to ask this one thing. And he's always very gracious and everything like that. Yeah. A lot of my, clo- my, my closest friends are like that, where okay. they know they don't want to ask questions all the time. It's a very, like, they use it wisely. It's yeah. a golden ticket type situation. And then you have other people who, like, I won't, I won't hear from them. Like once, once January hits, it's like, okay, okay, sir. I won't, I'll see you in August. I won't That's talk right. to you until then. That's right. They and, use you. Oh my God. Like there was, yeah. this literally happened this, this Christmas. Like there was a person yeah, and he sent a text message on Christmas day. Yeah. Hey, Merry Christmas to the rank family. Hope you're all well. Merry Christmas. And I'm like, oh, that's very nice. He usually hits me up for. And then, then before I could even respond, it's like, oh yeah, by the way, like, should I start Emmanuel Sanders today? Of course, and of I course. threw, I literally, not figuratively, literally threw my phone. I'm like, I can't, I can't even sit here what, and great. trade. 
So, which, which leads me to my next question, Adam, and that is, listen, I love my job and I know you love yours. Right. And a lot of people think we can never get enough of it. And, and you know, it's probably even true. But at some point, you do have to detach. So does it bother you when you, you're looking for a few minutes to unwind and you feel like you never can? Because those text messages that we just talked about, they come in over and over and over again. I will tell you this. I feel like throwing that phone. You know, like that was, it was Christmas. Like that was the whole thing for me. I got it. Honestly, like, okay. I like golfing and every once in a while, you know, you'll run into somebody and and sporting type activities is where Uh this will happen. Vegas, things like this. If I have not, if I don't know the person, if you, if I run into somebody and I'm there and he's like, oh my gosh, like I'm a fan of NFL network, this, that. I will happily have the conversation with that person because like, when's he going to see, when is he or she going to see me again? This is like, like if I ran into uh, uh, Vince Vaughn and this was the only time I was going to see Vince Vaughn, I would want to talk to him. So I always want to have that kind of, I always, listen, I understand that. Like I, if somebody came up to me, like it was funny, the other, this happened a couple of weeks ago Mm -hmm. is I was golfing and there was a guy in the group behind us who kept kind of lurking like more and more. And my friend always makes a joke and he's like, you know, that that guy recognizes you. And I go, I know I go, let me, let me break the ice with him. So I went and I, I made a quick comment to him. And then he was like, Hey, by the way, are you the guy from the thing? And I'm like, yeah, that's me. And he's like, Hey, and we talked a little bit, talked afterwards. Like that kind of stuff is cool. Like I understand yeah, it's, it's our role. It really does yeah. come to like the people who are like in your daily life. Who's like, like there's people in my neighborhood who I can't walk by their house. Cause I don't yeah. want to get stopped. Like, Bro, I'm walking with my child. I don't want yeah. to sit here and talk about the 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 lions receiving depth. Mm-hmm. Like this, this is where I need to go. But I do know that some. But I try to be. But I I think that we're probably very similar in this. And like, if we're meeting, like, I hate to use the word fans, but like, if you were with, like, of course, if it's a fan, like anything, yeah. like, and it's cool, like people. But ultimately, people, especially the, the ones who don't know you, are always like so cool. Like I'll see people at Disneyland. Of course, yeah. Back in, back when we could go, and they'd be like, "Oh my gosh!" Like rank, like, "Hey, you know," and they'll you trade a couple of quick barbs, and then they're like, "Don't want to disturb you," and they walk away, and it's totally cool. And I think yeah. that's the most part. It's it's the in between. Like your close friends totally it. respect it. The fans totally respect it. But it's like the casual acquaintances who see you enough to where you're like, "Come on, bro, let me." Let me have this moment. I'm a Montreal boy. I'm Marinero. He's an Illinois boy. He's Adam Rank. Being an Illinois boy, Bears fan, right? Yeah, buddy. From Cutler to Trubisky to <laughs> Is this a joke or what? It is the uh, it is our lot in life. You know, it has my been a situation. Like, in my lifetime, yeah. the best Bears quarterbacks have been McMahon, Cutler, and, and then uh, Walter Payton on the halfback option. And then that's it. <laughs> That's it. We've had yeah. some terrible quarterback play and it's disappointing. And it's just something that the bears have never been able to solve. And it's something like, look, it's happened to other teams too. I know for, yeah. a, for a number of years, the Browns always had that, that photo of the Jersey, yeah. with all the quarterbacks from Tim couch all the way through, you know, Johnny Manziel yeah. having to deal with that. Like, so I know it's not totally unique yeah. to the Chicago bears. I just hope that eventually we find our Baker Mayfield or somebody like that. And uh, we, I, I loved Cutler, and I think that uh, if they wouldn't have brought in Mike Martz, yeah, perhaps things history could have been a little bit different. 
but you know, it's it's so bad. It, I don't I, know, and I and I hate and I hate like being mad at Andy Dalton. Yeah. I think we got we got so fired up on Russell Wilson, and we wouldn't have, of course, if it if it wasn't reported that we were on his list. Yeah, and it was it wasn't one of those things that we were trying to put ourselves in the conversation. We were brought into this conversation. Like, Hey, wait a minute. Like we were brought into this. I was minding my own business. Now I think we could get Russell Wilson. Yeah. It didn't work out. Andy Dalton. And this sucks. Cause he's, can I say one thing? He's yeah. such a nice guy. Like he really, is such, yeah. he is such a delightful person. He's got this dry sense of humor. You know what they say about nice guys though, right? Yeah. They finished last. Yeah. Like, like the bears. At least we have the lions in the division. So I'm not too worried about that. Yeah. Um, I like him, and I think that he can be effective. And I think that the Bears are yeah. in this this mode where they're always a little too good. Mm-hmm. Like we've never had a number, we haven't had the number one overall pick since the '30s. Like we never get a chance to get Trevor Lawrence or Andrew Luck or somebody like that. Yeah, and we're always stuck drafting Rex Grossman or whomever it is. Yeah, and uh, at some point, I hope that that cycle is broken. Yeah, and when it happens, it it all. My dad always says this too. He's like, you know what? We got Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. so there's a there's a good chance we'll never get anything. And I said, yeah, thanks. I'm not even a Bulls fan. I didn't get to enjoy that, but thank you for that. Well, there's worse things in life than being a Bears fan. Don't worry about it because I'm a Jets fan, oh, or at no. least I there's used another, to be. Yeah. You know, when yeah. I grew up, when I grew up, I was born in 72, and in the mid-80s, obviously, as a teenager, and I'm watching football, the Jets were on TV all the time. Yeah. So Ken O'Brien and Freeman McNeil and Mark Gastineau and Klecko and all those guys and Al Toon, and so the Jets used to be on all the time. So I started cheering for the Jets. Had I known that they would have been an absolute disaster at the draft and an absolute disaster pretty much every year, I probably wouldn't be. But, you know, if you want your quarterback, we usually trade one every year, year and a half. Right. So probably get one from us. I'll take Sam Darnold. Uh, like I, listen, here's my thing, though. Let's talk yeah. a little bit about the Jets. Hold on. Okay. Go ahead. Take your sip of water. No, I'm problem. so sorry. Yeah, that no, was, no, un- that was unprofessional of me. I got caught. Not at all. Mid- you get him here mid- or what? Thought. You know what? It, the Jets, to me, have the most interesting situation going into this upcoming draft. Because Zach Wilson is somebody. It's so funny. There is a throw. Like, Zach Wilson makes that yeah. throw in his pro day. Yeah. Like, Sam Darnold makes those throws during games. And nobody thinks that he's a player in this league. But I think the problem with the Jets is when you start over with a new coach, it's hard to start over with a quote-unquote unproven quarterback. That's kind of like moving in with your girlfriend, but her ex yeah. is still sleeping on the couch. Like, what is going on here? Like, like, Nat, it's hard to start with a guy that was drafted by someone else when you had right. no input in it, right? Go ahead. Yeah, and you know what? That is, that's the most difficult thing because let's yeah. say I, I think that Sam Darnold is good. I think he can be a player in this league, but let's say that he doesn't work out. Yeah. Well, now Robert Sala has got to go into year two drafting a quarterback. Like you've wasted two of his years trying to just find a quarterback and that's not fair to him. So I think that anytime you start over as an organization and you bring in a new head coach and Mm -hmm. Mike LaFleur is going to be the offensive coordinator and you're the number two pick. So out you're not getting Trevor Lawrence, but you have your pick at quarterbacks. You might not ever get this, this chance again, Go out and get your guy. And I think that Sam should end up going to a team like you could trade him. I mean, I would take him on the Bears for sure. Yeah. But I think a team like Atlanta, who's got yeah. Matt Ryan, who's 36 years old, Sam Darnold could actually be their eventual replacement. Maybe Carolina would like yeah. to take a chance on Sam Darnold. So there's a, there's options for him because I think, he again, I think he can play in this league. But I think in fairness to the new regime, you got to let them go out there and pick their quarterback and see what they can do.
He's Adam Rank. It's the Sick Podcast, and you can go to sportbuffshop.com for all of your officially licensed sports apparel and more. Use code SICKHOODIES15 for 15% off on all your hoodies. Ask them and check them out to see if they have any Chicago Bears hoodies. <laughs> Maybe we can get one to Adam. Speaking of the Ooh. NFL draft, who have you identified who's going to be a fantasy favorite for the next decade? Well, I mean, we're always going to be looking at the running backs. Yeah. And we want to see who is going where. Travis Etienne, Najee Harris, you know, two guys. If they go to the right, it's always about the situation. And mm-hmm. it's always about the fit. Like, who's going where? Like, even these wide receivers, Jamar Chase and players like that, it always depends on their fit. Like, even going into last season, there were a few guys who stood out. Like, Justin Jefferson stood out to me as a guy who I'm like, this is going to be a player mm-hmm. no matter where he goes. And so I think that Jamar Chase is kind of that guy this year. I also really love Kyle Pitts. And the tight end position to me is so important. Over the last couple of years, I've always made an effort to make sure that I have Travis Kelsey on my roster because it it gives you such an advantage. Big man. There's, there's just not a there's just not enough guys. Yeah. Like you can always, you can always find a quarterback. You can wait on a quarterback, you can wait yeah. on a running back. Tight end is one of like, if you have Travis Kelsey, you're far. Like he was so much better than Darren Waller. Who yeah. was the number two guy. Yeah. Like, the, the gap between Kelsey and Waller was like the gap between Waller and the number 10 tight end. Like it's ridiculous. I got it. I got Kyle, it. Kyle so you, Pitts, you're looking at, you're looking at maybe Kyle you know, the position that has the bigger gap. Yes, absolutely. And Kyle Pitts, it. you know, looking at, uh, I did a mock draft. I just turned it to NFL.com today. Mm-hmm. I I have him slotted going to number four. Like if the Falcons don't draft a quarterback, if the Falcons don't trade out of that spot, I think that that would be a pretty good spot for him. Yeah. Obviously the Falcons got the, the, the golden years of Tony Gonzalez. This would be getting the prime Tony Gonzalez type player. Also the Bengals are picking at number five. And normally I would say draft offensive line. You need to protect the quarterback, but Kyle Pitts would be such a huge asset to that offense and putting him there with T Higgins and uh-huh. uh, Tyler Boyd. Now you have a dynamite offense. So if he goes, no matter where he goes, he's going to be a great pickup. And it, and it does caveat here. It does take the tight ends usually a year to get acclimated. Yeah. But I think that he down the road, uh-huh. Kyle Pitts is going to end up being somebody like Tony Gonzalez, like Travis Kelsey, that we're going to be drafting very early in our fantasy drafts. It's the sick podcast and you can listen to us on all social media platforms and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the sick podcast, like it and share it with your friends, especially on Facebook. So I have to ask you without, let's get back to the fantasy football. You are Mr. Fantasy football. You are Adam rank without giving away all your trade secrets. I wouldn't expect you to do that because someone's going to copy you, maybe tweak it, maybe try and take your job and be the next Mr. Fantasy football or Mrs. Fantasy football. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Without giving away all your trade secrets, can you take me through your ritual and maybe some of the things you're doing? Uh, at what time, at what point do you start preparing? So let's take a look at NFL Sunday. What are you looking at? When are you looking at it? And how much of it are you looking at? Well, I believe it starts Sunday night. You know, when I put the kids to bed, the wife goes to bed and everything like that. Trying to just take a look at snap counts, targets, touches, trying to get an early read on that because what you were, what you're trying to identify is trends and mm-hmm. trying to figure out like, who's, where's the ball going? How are these teams distributing the ball? Who's doing what always trying to be thinking ahead. I think a lot of times, um, and I know this is, um, yep. 
counterproductive, but, but like, you don't want to, you don't want to focus too much on the past. And when I say too much on the past, I mean, past years. Like, I think a lot of times, like whenever somebody's a, whenever somebody is preparing for a draft this season Mm -hmm. and they'll look too hard at what has happened over the last number of years, when you really need to start thinking about like what, I mean, you want to look at the immediate past, but start projecting for the future. And you can start noticing certain things like perhaps Ezekiel Elliott's not getting the ball as much as he used to. Maybe Jonathan Taylor is getting the ball more. Hey, I just noticed that the team's now starting to target uh, uh, Jalen. You know, they're, they're, they're starting to target their receivers in the red zone or who's like, I think like the Rams were a good example of this, of trying to figure out how Sean McVay was running his offense. Now, last year, Todd Gurley, you know, left the team. And I thought that that was going to be a golden opportunity for Jared Goff because over the last number of years, nobody had ran the ball more inside Mm -hmm. the five-yard line than the Rams. But I thought that was Todd Gurley. So I initially made a read of like, this is going to benefit Jared Goff. But then I started to notice like Sean McVay, it wasn't the running back. It was just, that's what Sean McVay does. Yeah. And so then I was like, okay, well, I got to get on Malcolm Brown. And I know a lot of people started pivoting off Cam Akers because he wasn't really getting the ball early in the season. But I knew that once he started getting healthy, like Sean McVay is going to his running backs anytime he gets near the goal line. You got to have as many Rams running backs as possible. And it's just identifying things like that. And you got to do it with every team, try to figure it out. I think uh, Anthony Antonio Gibson. Uh, was another guy who kind of fit this bill too. Like yeah. as we were looking over the week to week, you're like, okay, Washington is starting to focus on this guy a little bit more. And it might not immediately show up in this, in the, in the point totals, but eventually it's going to hit. Like if they're trusting this guy, cause that's a lot of thing too. You you'll hear this phrase thrown around a lot. It's like process oh. over results. Yeah. And so a lot of times we go through a process and this is where people get really angry and they get really upset. Cause I remember we, we advised everybody to start Gardner Minshew one week yeah, and it didn't work out. It was a bad week. And everybody's like, you're the worst at your job. You don't know what you're doing. So when and that like, happens, pardon me, when that happens, yeah, you, do you shut off your phone or do you, no. how much no, do you no, get no. caught up in reading everyone telling you that you're a bum? No, it's fine. I, I just want to, I, I, I know it's not personal, I know yeah. they're just they're just talking to a person who's on the other end of a social media platform. It's not it's not a per we're not in the grocery store. They you would block- not be they would not be saying to this face. No, I don't block them, I mute them. If they're too rude, I mute okay. them. All if right. it's if it's too personal and it's too rude, you get muted. Because the block gives them like a satisfaction and it's like a badge of honor. Yeah. But the cool thing too, you. this is this is a little pro tip too. Five thousand people a satisfaction then. <laughs> That's fine too. Like whatever. Like if you don't, you don't need that in your life. So yeah, but a lot of times too, like you'll notice that people who sometimes the most, like the rudest people are following you and you can, you can block them and then unblock them. What it does is they're no longer following you, but you haven't blocked them. So they don't know that you've blocked them and then you oh, just read them and they I just disappear. They just disappear okay. into the wind. But this is what happened in that situation with this Gardner Minshew is mm-hmm. I, I said, listen, here's, I understand this didn't work out point wise. The problem is, is they were going up against a team that had allowed the most fantasy points to quarterbacks over the last month. Yeah. Gardner Minshew attempted 40 passes. So if I tell you that this quarterback who's a capable NFL quarterback 
is going to attempt 40 passes Mm -hmm. against the worst pass defense in the league. Would you want to start that player? Yes or no? Yes. Obviously, yes. Of course. Is it always going to work out? No. It's like my friend. You went with the probabilities. Unfortunately, it doesn't mean because things look like it should work out on paper that it's always going to work out. I have three. I don't want to keep you much longer. No, no. This is an honor. I I got like three speed questions off the top of my head, if you can answer them very quickly. All right? Okay. Top three fantasy football picks going into the season. And I know that we're like five months away before we actually even give it some serious consideration. But off the top of your head, one, two, three. I'm going to go with Jonathan Taylor because, again, we want to be projecting ahead. Let's say that Carson Wentz comes out and it's fantastic this season. We're going to want to be a part of that Colts offense. Everybody is going to be predicting. They're going to be picking the guys that you're familiar with. They got Saquon Barkley, Ezekiel Elliott, Alvin Kamara. You're not banking in that these seasons are hard to replicate. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go with him. I really like Justin Herbert as a quarterback, as great as he was last year. I know some people think it's a fluke. I'm going to continue to go with Justin Herbert. I think that that's a, a, a fantastic pick for a quarterback. If you want to wait on a quarterback, yeah. I think Justin Herbert is worth it. I think he's just on the fringe. Also, yeah. let me give a little word too. We talked about the Rams. I also like making sure that Matthew Stafford is on your bench. If you're, if he's available and you got a spot that you can kind of hold on to him, Matthew Stafford, Joe Burrow, two quarterbacks you want to keep on your bench. I think they could have huge seasons this year and again i'll go back to make sure you get your tight end travis kelsey should Mm -hmm. be the first pass catcher that comes off the board for you obviously if you're in the first couple of picks you want to take cmc if you want to take jonathan taylor whatever running back fancies you fine but before you take a wide receiver and i will tell anybody last year if you took michael thomas in the first round imagine what your team would have looked like if you would have taken travis kelsey instead of him and I know Devontae Adams seems like yeah. a lock, and it's not a bad pick. But I think Travis Kelsey gives you the most lock-solid production. He is Mr. NFL Fantasy Football. He's Adam Rank. Your all-time fantasy team, I'm only going to go on offense, all-time. Quarterback, running back, tight end, wide receiver. Let's go. Quarterback, all-time. I think quarterback, I think Peyton Manning was so automatic every season. Like yeah. He was so lock-stock. I think like the the debate between him and Tom Brady – like, was a no, like, I think Tom Brady is a better quarterback. But fantasy-wise, it was hard to beat Peyton Manning. So, yeah. I would go with Peyton Manning. I would go with LaDainian Tomlinson as my running back because he caught yeah. the ball out of the backfield. I would go with Randy Moss, okay. I think. I don't know. It's kind of tough. Like, if you're doing PPR, I've been um, – how do you not go with Jerry Rice? No. Yeah. No, we're going to go Randy Moss. I think that All Randy right. Moss that is end? the guy. Uh, Kelsey. I think I've been such a Kelsey guy. Good oh, for you know, you. let's go Tony Gonzalez. No, Kansas City tight end will be my guy. No, but I like Travis Kelsey. The, and in ending, my last one, and this is the most important one. Who's the best wrestler of all time? <sighs> Brett the Hitman Hart. Because we're in Canada. Shawn Michaels? Nah, I'd take Brett Hart over Shawn Michaels. Ric Flair? I think Ric Flair. I, you know, I think it's Ric Flair. Yeah. He's, he's made such an impact outside of the world of wrestling you want to pick somebody like i think the rock is also in this conversation as well as well um but i think it's gonna be rick flair because rick flair and the swagger and everything and you see like rick flair is it's been a long time since he was a prime professional wrestler like his prime was the 80s and there's kids today like you can't even get kids today to listen to music from four years ago but yet they know who rick flair is 
and are still trying to emulate him. I think that that's a lasting impact. And because his wrestling career was longer, I think the rock has gone on into entertainment and done a little bit of a better job, but I think for a wrestler, a technical wrestler who brought everything and you don't have to feel terrible about still being a fan of him to this day. I think Ric Flair is the man. What is uh, Rick? What is Rick Flair known for yelling out? It's one word. It starts with a W. Adam Rank, do it with me on three. One, two, three. Woo! Mister Fantasy Football, Adam Rank. I'm Tony Marinero. I so appreciated this, but I hope we can do it again sometime. Let's do it again very soon, please. It's the Sick Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the Sick Podcast. Until we do it again next time. Thanks, Adam. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by MyBookie. Use code SICKPIX for a 50% deposit bonus. Bet, win, get paid.